0: to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, Kanan. I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering, burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early thirties. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast. I am so grateful to be infiltrating your brain with today's topic. My name is Casey Kane. I am a certified holistic nutritionist with a master's in psychology, and I am here to bring you science-based conversations to live a healthier and happier life. Today, straight off the cuff, I have no notes. It is early on January 11th. And I saw an update in my feed. I actually posted a reel about it already this morning. It is 1015 as I am recording this. And my workday started about an hour ago. I've already recorded a reel about this. And I am really fucking fired up. Uh, If you saw the reel on my Instagram, uh, this episode is going to come out on Friday. So you know, it's Wednesday now. I was talking about the updated American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines for the treatment of obesity in children and teens. Yes. Why we are even talking about the treatment of obesity in children and teens is beyond me because we should not be so concerned with the size of their growing bodies, nor should we really be intervening in any way whatsoever because their bodies are constantly changing and developing well into our 20s. I mean, this is not something straight off the off the get here. I'm going to say this is not something I think we should be messing with in any way, shape, or form. We should be protecting these bodies as much as possible, trying to use medications in life-saving situations and really limiting how much we are intervening otherwise. I don't care how well-intentioned you are. I am still even super careful about what supplements I give my children because there is a reason why their bodies do what they do at different stages of their life. But let's just, I have uh, an article in front of me about these updated guidelines and I I entitled this episode, Is Obesity a Problem? Because I really want to talk about whether or not it's actually a problem, and why it might be a problem, and the real way in which we should be going about this because I'm just so fucking pissed. So the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics has now said that they got, let me gather my thoughts here. The American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines for treatment of obesity, urge prompt use of behavior therapy and lifestyle changes. And they say surgery and medications should be used for some people. Now. Okay. We can read into that, that they're not saying like, Hey, it it is recommended to be used, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that that's even in there, I don't care how nicely you want to say it. Surgery and medications should never be recommended for young people for, for most things like for, for many of the things. These should be limited to life-saving situations. That's what surgery and medications are for. And I believe this even for adults. Surgery and medications are for life-saving situations, not because we don't know how to change our behavior or our lifestyle. Now, I know that it says prompt use of behavior therapy and lifestyle changes, but the fact that they've included surgery and medications is just fucking disgusting on so many different levels. These guidelines were published Monday. uh, So that is January 9th, uh, 2023 in the journal pediatrics and are the first comprehensive updates to the Academy's obesity treatment guidelines in 15 years. They provide guidance for treatment of children as young as two. As young as two years old and through teenage years, the guidelines acknowledge that obesity is com- is complex and tied to access to nutrition, foods and healthcare, among other factors. So they're going to acknowledge it, but they're going to say that the best route is or one of the routes to take, I should say, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but one of the routes to take could be surgery or medication instead of the access to nutritious foods and better health care. How fucking backwards is that, folks? And I said this in my reel. If we needed any more evidence that Western medicine and does not have our health or the health of our children in their best interest, and they are purely trying to make money off of us and keeping us sick and in the system, this is a prime example. I mean, if you thought that I was a bit of a conspiracy theorist or whatever... Before this, maybe you thought I was a little bit crazy. Maybe you thought I was a little bit off the reservation, right? However, you want to think about it. This is bla- like you can't ignore this. This is blatantly obvious because the only people that benefit from doing surgery or medications on kids for obesity treatment is the Western medical system. That kid's going to be fucked up for the rest of their life because of that. Developmentally, their body is going to have a ton of issues. It's going to cause all sorts of damage. And mentally and emotionally, the fact that they are being perceived as so overweight that a, a, a surgery or a medication is being prescribed to them to alter their body because their situation is perceived as being so severe. Imagine how damaging that is. Now, you I know as a listener, are a very high chance that you are very much like me. And I put a very brief snippet of this story in the caption of my reel when I post it, because I remember when I was younger and when I hit middle school and you start going through puberty and things start changing. And I am not a tall human. I am one, And I was you know, still short as a child. There was never a point in my life where like I shot up before everybody else. I was usually shorter than everyone else for my entire life. And we did not always have access to the most nutritious foods. I mean, my mom did the best that she could, but my My biological father was not a a good human and uh, they had a lot of money issues. And so we didn't always have access to the most nutritious foods. And, you know, that had a significant impact on my developing body. And I got a lot wider as a short person and was in very large sizes. I could remember this, what felt very large for someone of, you know, my height. And I remember as early as middle school being obsessed with this And by the time, and I remember drinking Slim Fast shakes. And this is something that like nobody had a problem with. I would bring them to school for lunch and like nobody had a problem with this. Like this is how long you know, and I, I I don't blame our parents. This is how long this has been ingrained in our society that striving for weight loss above all else is the most fucking important thing. And I remember doing that. And when those didn't work to help me become smaller, I started starving myself. I started exercising a ton. I was always an active child. I always loved sports and I was involved in those things, but I started exercising even more outside of those activities and it was perceived as a healthy thing. It seemed like it was a healthy thing, but nobody, I I hid very well the fact that I was not eating enough at all. Uh, It was very easy being a busy child and being involved in a lot of things to hide the fact that I was eating next to nothing and excessively exercising and all anyone ever said was how great I looked how healthy I was how how great I was developing and how much I cared about my health and that has stuck with me i mean that stuck with me for years it uh it started an obsession with exercise that you know waned from being very unhealthy at times to you know being a good thing, right? Exercise is a good thing for us. We need exercise to stay healthy, but it was very unhealthy for a very long time. I was obsessed with calories and food groups and went through all the diets well through my twenties. And I know to this day that all of that shit that I put my body through for decades is what contributed to my health situation today. It's why I'm still working on healing and repairing and everything else because Look at how long I was destroying my body at such critical points in my life. My body was still growing and developing and I was starving it. I was starving it and over-exercising and, and shooting my stress levels in my body up to ridiculous levels from such a young age. And to think that now a parent may be able to turn around and say, you know what, let's put you on some fat loss medication. I know this is something that you're really struggling with. and And... And the real part of the issue here, the real crux of the issue here is as adults, we have such a broken relationship with food that of course we cannot recognize sometimes that these things are really fucking wrong unless you've done the work yourself. And I am not trying to criticize any parent out there right now. I'm not trying to shame anybody. I think I have gone through this journey and this is a really fucking hard journey to come out of. It's why I do the work that I do to help women with their health, because we have been told for so long That we are broken or that we have that we are weak willed or any number of the things. It's hard for me to gather my thoughts right now. Any number of the things that make us feel as though our body size is the only indicator of our health. It is an indicator of our status in the world. It is an indicator of how much we are going to be loved, how much people are going to like us, how people are going to view us. It's disgusting. And it is so hard to overcome in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, when you have been living most of your life with these ideologies ingrained in your brain and with these fears ingrained in your brain. That is a lot of mental and emotional abuse that you have to heal from. So there is no shame in this episode. If you do not have a healthy relationship with food yet, I hope that this just serves as a push to get yourself the support that you need. Because now, like, There is nobody else looking out for our children, whether you have kids yourself, whether you have tiny humans in your life in some way, or whether you are just an intelligent human being that knows that this is really fucking wrong. That recommending surgery on kids or weight loss medications is really fucking wrong. You don't need to be a parent to recognize that. We have to set the example. We have to start doing better. We have to combat the diet culture and the the weight loss industry, the billions of dollars in marketing. We have to stop letting it impact us. We have a direct choice here to take money away from these people by opting out of this really fucking broken broken system. We have the ability to say, I am not going to participate in any more of these diets. I am not going to buy these diet foods. I am not going to buy all this MLM bullshit, shakes, Powders, supplements, like you can't be using all of those things and have a good relationship with food. Yes, I understand. We don't all like all the foods, but if you like, oh, I just can't get vegetables in. Like, they're just disgusting and I just don't like them. So I use a greens powder. Not okay. It's not a good replacement. And I understand why you think it might be, but it's not. There is nothing that will replace having a good relationship with vegetables and, and, and growing an affinity and a, and a taste for vegetables. How can you tell your kids or people around you, that they should be eating their vegetables when you're having a powder blended into some kind of delicious tasting smoothie because you can't possibly stomach the vegetables, right? Like we have to do the work. We have to do the work here, my friends. It has to start with us. We have to be able to model having ice cream and donuts and pizza and packaged foods and, you know, those nutrient poor foods that are fucking marketed to children. I mean, do you pay attention to commercials these days? I don't watch TV very often or TV with commercials for that. But if you pay, I mean, you could walk down the cereal aisle or the breakfast or so-called breakfast aisle. There's nothing fucking really breakfasty about it. And yes, in my house, we have been exploring cereal lately. We've been trying to find some more nutrient-dense cereals because it's convenient. I'm not saying don't have the cereal, but if you can't, like if you look at the way that they're marketing those, it's designed to make your kids in that cart look at that box of cereal and go, ma! I want that. Look at it. It's got a rainbow on it and sparkles and a leprechaun and glitter. And, you know, now they're eating marshmallows for breakfast every day. Is that setting our kids up for success? Absolutely not. That's a freaking blood sugar crash waiting to happen. Does that mean that you don't ever have the sugary cereal? No. But I think we have to model that healthy behavior. Like, yes, we can have this. And- you know, we can participate in this, but we're also going to add this. You know, when we have cereal for breakfast, it is not just cereal for breakfast. I'm making sure that there is fortified milk. So there's some extra nutrition going on in there. And I also make sure that we have a side dish of fruits, and protein and healthy fats going along with it so that it also just mitigates the response that it's going to have on their body. We have to worry about our health, but we also have to model a good relationship with food. I understand that it can be really tricky. It can be really hard to do because we know that some of these foods are nutrient poor and maybe you don't want to eat them and, and that's okay. But I think we have to model that behavior to our kids. You know, I talk to my kids about that all the time that like, I personally just don't enjoy eating those things all the time. That's why we don't always have them in in our house. But, you know, with Christmas and everything else, we did cookies and I used sugar to bake them, like not all of them, but most of them had cane sugar in them. And we had candies to decorate our gingerbread houses and everything else. And they're still in our house because we model behavior of, you know, my, my daughter says, Hey, can I have some jelly beans? Uh, for snack. And I say, sure, you can have some jelly beans with snack. What else do you want to pick for snack? What other foods do we want to eat? You know, yes, I I want her to feel like she can have the candy because if I, if I say that she can't later on in life, she's likely just going to start binging that stuff. It's putting it up on a pedestal and yeah, it's not the most nutrient dense foods. And she, they certainly do eat packaged snacks also that aren't the most nutrient dense. But it's it's a balance throughout the day. And I model that behavior myself. Sometimes I eat candy with them. Sometimes I have chocolate with them. Sometimes I eat the packaged foods with them. And we sit and we enjoy them. And we talk about what they taste like. We talk about the colors. And I don't talk anything about the nutrition in it. Now, I'll be honest. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to separate. And when they're, you know, just going through a phase where they don't want to eat, they don't really want to eat a lot. I talk about how they need to take good care of their body and we need to make sure we're getting vitamins and minerals. And, you know, sometimes that shit goes over their head, understandably so. And I need to remember and remind myself not to push the issue so much, right? Sometimes I too go in the opposite direction because I've done You know, a lot of healing on my own relationship with food, but I do still sometimes, you know, get triggered. I sometimes get so nervous about having the nutrient poor foods that it's going to have such a negative impact on them or my health. And in reality, like my logical brain knows that that's not the case, right? Any one day, any one food, any one meal is not what makes a difference in our overall health. It's our daily habits, Uh, but it's hard. And, and this, I I don't necessarily know what the goal of this episode is, except to say that I really want you to look at what your relationship with food is. I know I talk a lot about ways in which to make more nutritious choices and all of that kind of stuff on this episode. And I do talk about mental health a, a fair amount, but this one, this one just really riled me up, really hit home for me. We These people don't have our best interests in mind, and we need to stop relying on these systems. We need to stop believing naively that they are going to change. The only way that these systems are going to change, the only way we are going to get fresh food access in places where junk food is really the only thing that people can get, the only way we change our health care, which is really just a sick care system, the only way we change these things is by taking money out of their pockets. We have to make different choices. We have to vote with our dollars every single day. We have to give our dollars to businesses and organizations and people who are actually promoting good health, who are actually taking a proactive approach to health, who are actually helping people heal their relationship with food, how to make more nutritious choices for yourself, for anyone else that is in your life. Those are the people that we need to be giving our money to. Those are the companies that we need to be giving our money to you. I would rather see you spend money on going to the chiropractor and take part in that preventative medicine. than think about spending money on weight loss medication, whether it's for yourself or a fucking child. I mean, dear, dear Lord, please do not consider that for your children. Like I just watched a friend the other day on Instagram, talk about the weight loss medication that she is using. That is not even designed to be a weight loss medication. It's actually, uh, I think it was a diabetes medication. I honestly couldn't watch. It was too painful to watch because I do know her fairly well. She knows a lot about my business. She knows that there's a better way, but the system is so broken. And she, she obviously needs more mental health support in order to get to a place where she believes that this is not the only answer, that she believes that using this diabetes medication that off-label can be used as a weight loss medication is her only option. It is such a broken system. So if there's anything that I can do, if there's anything that I can say in this episode to help you realize that the system is not there to support you and that is absolutely not your only option. There are other options. If you don't know what they are, please reach out. I'm not even saying you need to do Simply Healthy Academy or you need to work with me. I obviously am here to support you in that. And this is a huge part of what I work on with my clients. And I get a fair amount of parents in my groups and as clients because they are trying to set a better example for their kids. And I applaud you for recognizing that. But it's really hard. It is absolutely too hard to do on your own, especially if, like myself, you have had such a long and damaging relationship with your body, with your food, with your health, any of the things. You don't need to have a diagnosed health issue right now to know that the road that you are on, the way that you view food, the way that you view your body is not a healthy one. And that ultimately will lead to long-term issues down the road. I'm here to support you. I'm here to empower you. And I want to tell you this shit is bullshit. We cannot continue to contribute to this system. We have to be the change you wish to see in the world, if you will. And that has to start today. So that's my rant for today. If you or someone you know needs support in any way, mental health, emotional health, physical health, I'm here. Please reach out. All my contact information is in the show notes of this episode. Thanks, as always, for listening, and uh, I'll catch you next time. I just realized as I finished this episode and was saving the audio and looking at my computer, and I said, huh, you titled this episode, Is Obesity a Problem?, and you didn't answer that question. (laughs) So here's a quick, I promise it will be quick, add-on to the end of it to say, is obesity a problem? Yes. Yes, it is. There is no denying that there are more people who are very overweight, uh, especially in westernized civilizations. It's not just the United States. Anyone that has basically uh, adopted the standard American diet, westernized diet, whatever you want to call it, there is an increasing issue. And it's because of many of the things that I talked about in this episode. You know, there are the ultra processed food industry is an absolute giant in the food system in many places. These foods are much more accessible to people than fresh foods are. And in, you know, an increasingly busy and uh, uh, world and the economy being the way it is right now. A lot of those foods are sometimes even more affordable than some of the whole foods. Now, not, this isn't entirely the case, and this is something I break down with my clients on how to eat whole foods on a budget. I actually have a free guide that you can download from my Instagram profile, how to eat whole foods on a budget. Go grab that right now because there's a lot of great tips in there on how you can save money while eating more whole food. And so, yes, obesity is absolutely a problem it is growing at a ridiculous rate amongst children. And uh, and like I said in the episode, I think that a huge part of the problem is the way that things are marketed. It is marketed in a way to appeal to children who do not have developed brains to be able to recognize what's going on. And it's not their job to understand nutrition and to understand how their body works or any of that kind of thing. Do I think that we should be fat shaming children? Absolutely not. I think we have to look at the root cause of the issue here. And the root cause Cause is broken food systems, broken relationships with food, and not enough support to get fresh food in, in uh, to everyone in accessible ways. And so, yes, obesity is absolutely a problem. It is a growing problem. It absolutely does contribute to Health issues long term. It is also caused by health issues. Right? We don't become obese just because we're over consuming calories. We become obese for a variety of reasons. And even when some of us are dieting, we still have uh, this uh, ability to gain weight at times because of the havoc that these ultra processed foods causes on our system. The inflammation, the hormonal disruption, the gut dysbiosis. All of it can happen in our children as well. And the earlier that it happens to them, the more long-term issues that they are going to have. So yes, obesity is actually a problem, but the way in which we go about healing that and helping people be as healthy as they possibly can be is by fixing a lot of these systems and by teaching people how to nourish their bodies properly, how to have a healthy relationship with all foods, including the ultra processed foods and how to have a balance that allows you to enjoy your life, allows your kids to enjoy their life, to feel like a kid, get to, you know, enjoy some of the kid foods, but also be able to prioritize what it feels like for their body to not be so hopped up on ultra processed foods and actually be able to be in balance and control of their emotions. I mean, is it any wonder why so many of our kids have issues with ADD, ADHD, all of these other mood disorders and things like that at younger and younger ages when we are pumping them full of questionable chemicals and food additives and everything else. I mean, it would do the same thing to us. We're just an adult. And so we kind of understand the reaction that our body has a little bit more, but I don't think enough of us are looking at the behaviors and the reactions that we have in conjunction with these foods. All of it can be learned. We have not been taught these things. We are a living experiment with this fucking disgusting system. And so yes, obesity is a problem, but the way we go about healing it is completely different than the way that these broken systems want us to go about it. So. That's my add-on. I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants.